three, two, one. The transition over there. And then, hello, internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy. It's been two weeks because you want to know why? I was in Hurricane Irma. Yes, I was in it. I was blowing shit around. Fucking went through the Caribbeans. Nah. Um, I was actually in Tennessee. Uh, evacuated a little bit. Went on a 15-hour drive from my home all the way to a hotel and stayed there for four days. Other than that, Andy, how you been? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, we got some rain, but nothing like what you got. Ah, uh, yeah, you know... You know hurricanes. Thank God it didn't go. Actually, actually, thank God. But no, I don't know hurricanes here in West Virginia. We get like some flooding, but that's it. You never got like a a hurricane on the. Oh, because you're more inner. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm on the other side of the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. So you you don't get really affected by it. Only by rain and stuff. Um, There have been tornadoes nearby once in a while, but. No, we're like in a river valley, so we get some pretty severe flooding from time to time, but eh, some rough snow. Eh. Yep. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, yeah, I forgot to do our, you know, famous pickup line before we actually get into our episode. So, uh-huh. so get strapped in, get ready for Big Trouble in Little Podcast where only dreams can kill a dream. Andy, what the hell have you been playing or watching? Um, well, this will be the last week I can talk about Final Fantasy VI, because I beat it last night, finally. Yeah, you were you were losing motivation on playing the game, like, two weeks ago, I believe. Yeah, slightly. Like, it, the plot really lagged, um, trying to describe when it was. I don't know, it was like ten hours or so into the game, but everything picked back up, got real excited, and then the plot lagged again as soon as I got to the world of Ruin. It's like when the whole world map changes. But as I picked up all the characters again, my my, I wanted to finish it, so that I finally did last night. The end of the game is really cool, but there's like, oh my god, like fucking eight, ten bosses you gotta fight. Hmm. I like I said, I never really played six. My favorite were seven, ten, and eight. I know I skipped over like eight before I said ten, but Final Fantasy Nine came out on the PS4 like yesterday. Yep. And it's interesting that they do that. What's your stance on like that? Like games that were never released or they're re-releasing on like new consoles. Do you? I I like it in this case. Like you can't play PS One classics on the PS Four, which I think is dumb. Yeah, use a PS Three or a Vita or a PSP. Um, and I'm glad that they're doing it with Nine, but it's like they won't bother doing it unless uh the the CG sequences are remastered and they added trophies and all this other stuff i I mean i don't feel like that was necessary but it's cool that they did i don't know how much it is i think it's 10 bucks and that's that's a real good price that's fair i I like it usually their ps1 or ps2 they range from like 15 to 10 dollars which is really good i i really hate when they take like an old game and they're like 60 bucks and i'm like no no (laughs) no i'll I'll just buy you know go on ebay and get a ten dollar system and get like the twenty dollar game and play it not twenty dollar game but like a ten dollar game and play it on there because not always depending on the game but yeah like when uh Mm -hmm. uh, call of duty modern warfare remastered came out like it was like 
what was it, 30 or $40 or something by itself, and it didn't even have all the DLC in it? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, it ended up being like $80 again. Like, So if you had the game with all the uh, download content and stuff, it's like you're getting fucked in the ass by paying all that money again. Yeah, but if a game, if, if they want to re-release a game, in fact, I, I, I like that. I wish they would re-release more stuff on the PS4. I played Final Fantasy VI on my PS TV, and I would have preferred to play it on my PS4. So I, I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So you saw a movie this week, too? or I did. It's not a very popular movie. Uh, Birth of the Dragon. It's that movie. It's not truly a biopic on Bruce Lee. It's kind of about... Um, it's this mythical event when he was first starting his film career where he fought uh, um, a Chinese martial artist called Long Jack Man. Long Jack Man, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, like, it was, like, behind closed doors and, and uh, like... There are conflicting stories about who won and all this other stuff, but that's like, that's that's the, the the genesis of the story. Like that's where they they go from there. And it's not really about Bruce Lee, but everyone who sees the movie wants it to be about Bruce Lee, including myself. Like Bruce Lee's a super interesting guy. He's one of the closest things there have ever been in the world to like a superhero, if you ask me, because he was pretty outstanding. But the movie's okay. Like I was a little disappointed. Uh, the fight scenes are outstanding though they're great the 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 guys they hired to play bruce lee and wong jack man they're both awesome they're great this was but, made, this was made by uh, wwe studios did it have that logo? yeah yeah I, we didn't realize that we were sitting in the theater me and two friends and the wwe thing was on and i was like are we in the right theater what the hell is this but yeah and it's interesting because they're it's not like they have any of their talent in it. They just actually produced this movie. They just made a movie, and that's yeah, that's cool. They're branching out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were actually advertising this on like Raw and SmackDown, and I'm like, what does this have to do with wrestling? Because yeah, usually when you see like a WWE Studios uh, advertise on the wrestling show is when one of the wrestlers is in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I kept expecting to see. So, you know, a wrestler in like a supporting role, but no, I didn't spot one the entire movie. <laughs> It'd been funny if like Big Show came out of nowhere and <laughs> Bruce Lee had to fight him. <laughs> but uh, uh, anything else? Because yeah. uh, Destiny Two came out during the hurricane, pretty much, mm-hmm. and and I brought that with I brought the PlayStation with me, and um, now now you would think in a hotel I'd be playing all these games. No, me and my dad watched all these movies. <laughs> we watched uh, Confession Tapes. I don't know if you saw that on Netflix, where it's like all these people that got arrested because of confessions that were kind of iffy on the hmm. on how they were delivered. Uh, we watched Number 23 with uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, I never saw that movie. I thought that movie was fucking amazing. I also saw another Jim Carrey movie that I never saw, The Truman Show. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, that's an- another movie where it kind of messes with your head a little bit. And, like, you see what Hollywood really wants in reality, where they went to all this trouble for this baby to be born in this fake world and all that stuff. So that was pretty cool. Jim Carrey is a good actor. You know, yeah. he he's done a lot of comedy, but he's also done a lot of serious movies, and he's really good at it. Um... But Destiny 2 came out, and I have to say, I'm addicted to this game. The first game, I wasn't really addicted, because I'm like, you advertise this as an MMO, 
and it doesn't feel like an MMO. It's kind of like you're going from mission to mission, and occasionally people come in there uh, to help you out. <laughs> yeah, this one kind of feels. I mean, it's still the same formula, but you yeah. feel like you're a part of something bigger. And the other game is just like, oh, you're in a server, so you're only with like a handful of people. And this Destiny Two, it feels like you're all banding together because you're being attacked by this uh this enemy and shit and you need you, all the guardians are trying to find a light and everything uh the raids are pretty cool doing f uh fire teams you know teaming up with people is really really easy than the first one so if you don't have that you know if you're down a player for a raid and all that stuff you could pick up anybody and you'll be set and and uh i thought that was cool the guns are pretty cool. The customization is cool. Um, I The only problem I have is that the grinding can get a little boring at times. It sounds like every other game where there is grinding. Yeah, so like there's public events, but it's not like, oh, we're throwing enemies at you. Like they throw fucking bosses at you sometimes. But, like you'll fight in these minions and then all of a sudden you see like this robotic fucking tarantula just drop and you're like holy shit <laughs> I need to get cover and all that stuff and uh, I'm level 15 at the moment I think the level cap is at 20 but you could level up your armor and get exotic armors which is like the top you know items to get when you do missions and stuff so what level do you need to be to beat the game the what what level do you have to be to beat the game? Um, it tells you what power level you can for each planet that you go to. Like, my thing, I grinded in the beginning so that my power level for each planet that I'm going to would make me breeze through the storyline. Because you know me, I'm more of a story player where I just mm -hmm. want to know the story rather than having a challenge and a story at the same time. Because when you mix those together with me, I get really bored of the story. Because I'm too worried about upping my game against the enemies and stuff where I just don't give a shit about the story. So that's how I played the game. Um, your level cap right now is 20, I believe. I see a lot of people that are 20, but like I said, you, you upgrade your armor where there's power levels. So there's, there's a level 20, which will have like 300 power or 290 or 270. It's just all the, the, the armor, the uh, gloves, the... The belt and all that stuff. Just like your MMO. Like, yeah. wow. So it's really... I recommend it because I, I didn't play Destiny 1. And I I was iffy about getting Destiny 2. But then I heard like a, like a lot of people were liking it. Like people that didn't play Destiny 1 were like, this game is really good. Like it's addicting. And they made it more fun for the casual people to play. Too. And that might turn off all the pro Destiny 1 players, but I don't know. I'm having fun with it. Hmm. Other than that, I've been playing PUBG. Uh, me and Adam got a chicken dinner the other night. That was pretty fun. Uh, did you hear Fortnite is going to have a, a, a we call a Battle Royale? Fortnite? Yeah. Have you heard that game before? Negative. Uh, Epic Games, I believe, made it. It's kind of like a... Uh, I'm probably going to butcher what this game is really about, but you build bases and zombies come and uh, try to destroy your your base. So it's kind of like a, a MOBA in a way. 
and uh, they're doing a a uh, battle royale where kind of like a PUBG, and it's gonna be free. And a lot of people bought Fortnite because of the battle royale, and people that bought the game during a certain time period are getting refunds. So good for Epic Games doing that. Yeah, that's good PR. But Andy, we watched a movie the past two weeks or maybe last night or yesterday Uh, (laughs) we chose we chose two movies uh because of the hurricane we had to postpone this till now but the first movie is chopping mall and the other one is the founder which will be next week's show yes so let me uh, get this up real quick let's talk about chopping mall (laughs) yeah so this movie came out in 1986. Uh, I love the premise of teenagers being trapped in a mall. Yeah. Doing all these teenager things, you know, sex, drugs, and partying inside of a furniture store. <laughs> yeah. Um, right off the bat, 80s all the way. You could tell the 80s by the, the way they look, the, the, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, the soundtrack's great. Yeah. Didn't the soundtrack sound like a video game to you? Sort of. It all sounded like it was composed on like a, a shitty 80s keyboard. Mm-hmm. Like It was all like kind of sci-fi. They wanted that feel because of robots. Yeah. And uh, to give a premise, in the beginning, um, there's like a news conference of this guy. He's like, we have this security system. We have three robots that are going to be uh, being security at night. Uh, we're gonna lock down the mall, and when there's an intruder, they're gonna pretty much disable the criminal. Somehow, in a lightning storm, uh, it blows out the computer where pretty much these robots go rogue and are killing everybody in the mall. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, the acting in this movie was okay at times. And I chuckled a lot. I don't know what... Sometimes it was bad. Sometimes it was laughable. Like this part when they're collecting all the guns and he's like, do you know how to use that? He's like, I've seen Dirty Harry 42 times. (laughs) Let's go send these bastards a Rambo, Graham. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my favorite lines. And then he spends the whole rest of the movie firing that AR from the hip. Oh my god, that's frustrating. (laughs) Did you notice when he was shooting that revolver like he was shooting more than six times, by the way? Oh yeah. Yeah, like every time. And he like, they didn't even show him reload. And I'm like, I I appreciated it. I was like, that's yeah. stupid. But I'm like, this is this is the 80s. All they care about is explosions, guns, and fucking sex, drugs, and rock and roll and all that stuff. Yeah, the movie knew exactly what it was doing. It was a slasher movie. And it did a great job at being a slasher movie. And then you had these robots that look like Alpha from fucking Power Rangers. And... I think the most hilarious thing about these robots is after they kill you, he's like, have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, we still have that program, Dan. Then <laughs> I fucking died. But they're, like, being malicious about it. Like, they're being sarcastic. Like, they, they, they fuck with, uh, with the, 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 the janitor for a while. Like, he's still talking to him before he electrocutes him. Why? There's no reason for that. Now he fucks with the guy trying to buy cigarettes and then puts him to sleep and slits his neck in his sleep. Jeez, robots, take it easy. And then sometimes they just roll up on him and shoot him with lasers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, by the way, shitty aim from these robots. 
know, these mm-hmm. robots suck. They're like robots. They and then for some reason they can perfectly hit the little dab of of C four to blow that door off the hinges. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved every possible uh, thing about them like being blocked in the corner, and these robots are like strategically trying to get where they are, and like the whole point when the girls are going to through the vent. And they fucking turn on the heat <laughs> to fucking get him out there. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Um, especially when they're in the clothing store. And um, they do the laser where they're trying to open up the hole of the gate and everything. And by the way, you're going to hear a dog barking because my dad loves to have the dog barking <laughs> all day. But... uh Oh my god. I, I just loved every possible thing about this. I wasn't expecting the nudity, even though I should have. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit in it. Some really, really fake tits are in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you have to have the nerdy guy and the nerdy girl getting together, which the nerdy girl is like a badass in this film. Yeah, she's pretty, she's pretty cool. Especially when uh, the elevator scene, where they couldn't fucking shoot for some strange reason. And then she takes a revolver, and she's like, my dad's an ex-Marine. <laughs> yeah, and then she doesn't have the gun for the rest of the movie. It seems like their next order of business should have been, oh, let's go back to the sporting goods, sporting goods store and get more guns. But they don't. They should have got one for all the girls. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing, and I know this is a bad film and everything, just the character development in a way. Like, you knew about the guys. You're like, hey, they're in this furniture store their uncle owns it and everything but there's a the the other one the the one where they're fixing a truck i thought Mm -hmm. i thought they were out of place like you didn't see them throughout the whole movie and they're like oh they're in this truck and now they're at the party yeah i don't know i think i think they were like they just graduated from high school and they were all friends in high school or something and the other ones were a grade below them or something that was my best guess they don't say that in the movie but it's i guess it's implied i don't know mm-hmm. yeah I, I get what you're saying though like they everyone else works at the mall and they don't they're yeah. just kind of there they just needed more bodies yeah and uh of course like the guy with the m16 had to be like the cool guy uh well, the, the the actual cool guy went to go get cigarettes for his girlfriend, <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious, too. Yeah, the asshole. He was yeah. funny. I liked him. Yeah, him chewing his gum really loud. And I like how, like, you have to show your badge to these robots, and, like, in the end, they really just didn't give a fuck, <laughs> and he just killed the guy anyway. Uh, speaking of janitor, by the way, um, if you watch Terminator... He was the gun guy. He was a gun gun owner shop. His name is well. The actor's name is Dick Miller. Now I have to ask this because this is one of the questions. What what was he mopping up? Was it throw up? I don't know. Like it was. It looked like mud or something. Uh, he was mopping up some like exceptionally big mess. And then these other two janitors are assholes and like, oh, you have to clean up this mess. We're gonna drink beer and go home. Hub, hub. <laughs> I, I didn't really get what was going on in that scene, and then he's just there, like mopping up. He's like, "Fucking assholes, son of bitches!" And then that robot comes up and harasses him, and then gets mop water on his shoes. Oh, and then he kills him. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, 
I understand why the robot killed him because at times it looked like he was going to hit him with the mop and how he mm. was handling it and everything. And I just thought it was hilarious because every movie that I've seen him in, he's he's got fucking whacked. He got killed in some fashion. So that that was pretty exciting to see. Uh, looking through IMDb, not a lot of like big actors besides Dick Miller uh, that I know of. I wouldn't even consider him big. Yeah. Um, other than that, B-rated people in here. This is what they probably did all their adult life, just doing these cheesy movies. B's, C's, and D's. Mm-hmm. Um, what else to talk about? Just the, like, the Molotov cocktails that the girls made in this were kind yeah, of... Yeah, why did they explode? They were in metal cans. That bothered me. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. And then the fact, like, these things are robots, and you putting fire there, they could just roll through it. Like, were they expecting it to, like, explode and, like, blow up kind of thing? I don't know. And then... That, that was frustrating. I feel like the guys had the right plan, but then the guns do nothing the whole movie. And then I remember when they're poking around looking for the computer room, I'm like, why is he still carrying that gun? It hasn't done anything. But then he shoots the thing in the face, and it disables the laser. So, I don't know. Maybe they just suck. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lousy shooting. And then another thing, um, when they're in the paint shop, where well, the, the girl was in the paint shop. Yeah, why does paint explode? Yeah, that's another thing. I'm like, maybe, yes, it'll be flammable, but then... Yeah, I think varnish is flammable, but it doesn't fucking explode. That was really confusing. Yeah. And come to think of it, like, if you looked at that scene... You could tell they did that at, like, a, probably, like, a studio area. Yeah, yeah. And that that was pretty hilarious, because they made that fucking paint shop explode. Like, like, fire and everything, like, fucking blow the shit up. I also loved when, you're, you're seeing it right now on the stream, when the guy's girlfriend gets fucking lasered in the leg, and then <laughs> the, the ball top cocktail burns her to death. My favorite kill is when the girl's head explodes. That part was crazy. Oh, yeah, when she's running away or running away from the thing and gets to the furniture shop and then boom, fucking head explode. Oh, man. I I was aware this movie was like bad, but like I liked it from beginning to end because how bad it was. It was. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was kind of like the room in a way. Where it's like, it, you know it's shitty, but it's like these one-liners, especially when they're like, you bastard, you killed my girl. And he just starts shooting them for no apparent reason, even though the bullets aren't working. I think this movie is better than The Room. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, under- I understood what was happening in this movie, and I understood all the characters' motivations. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about this is that the writing was actually pretty decent in a way. Like... There was a beginning, there was a climax, and then there was an end. And uh, I forgot, did they show them escaping the mall, by the way? Or did no, they... no, they just kind of, they're at the, the bottom floor, which it, it bugged me that they never went back to that plan to get down to the parking garage. They, they just kind of abandoned that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think because of the, the heat and stuff. I guess. And I loved how the guys, like, you made my girlfriend leave the vengeance. Like, no, bitch. She, she, she's the no, one. Yeah, she's an idiot. That's, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, what else to talk about this? Besides me and you liking it. Yeah, it's good. You every everyone should watch it. This movie is really short too. Like yeah. it's like an hour and sixteen minutes, and it's on Amazon Prime. It's totally worth watching, especially if you can get a couple buddies or 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 have a drink or two, or preferably both. This movie's fantastic. Now, would you would you liked it if they had an ending where that guy who made the robots like came in and like saw all this fucking death and destruction? You think that would have been good for this movie, or did, uh, it ended no, I, in, in the great? I, I don't want I don't want a point. I just want a slasher movie where robots kill teenagers in a mall. Mm-hmm. I think they nailed it. Yep. And um, where was this supposed to be located? Was this California? Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't even think about it, actually. Yeah, because there's only two spots that I think this could be in. California or Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. I'm going to go with California. But I, like, I think it could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one more question. Who do you think was the hotter girl? Um, I don't know. Uh, the brunette, I guess, by a little bit. I, I, I'm the same. The one with the plaid shirt or the, yeah, yeah she was good. Um, who do you think was the better actor in this film? Um, Jesus. Uh, None of them were great. <laughs> I think the cool guy was good. The, uh, yeah, he's only in the movie for like 20 minutes now. Yeah, because anybody, in my opinion, could play the nerdy guy. And the nerdy guy reminded me of the guy... Uh, fuck, I'm going to fuck up his name because he's from Spaceballs and uh, Little Giants. Little Giants. Rick Moranis. Mar- yeah. <laughs> He had a little bit of Rick Moranis in him. And the glasses made me think about that. The glasses kept reminding me of that kid in Troll 2 that goes, They're eating you! They're gonna eat me! Oh my god! (laughs) Oh man. But uh, like Andy said, this is on Amazon Prime. And uh, some guy in the chat says, I am the Octopussy. Welcome to the stream. I, I guess that goes with this chopping mall. But again, this is on Amazon Prime. If you do have Amazon Prime, they have a video uh, or a movie section or movie and TV. And this is free to watch. Chopping Mall. Watch it. So, Andy. Mm. News that matter to us. Now, let me uh, get my thing here. Yeah, hang on, I'm closing out all my Chopping Mall tabs. <laughs> Oh, oh, uh, another thing. This movie was produced by Julie Corman, who is Roger Corman's wife. I thought that was interesting. Who? Yeah, never mind. If you if you know who Roger Corman is, that's interesting. But if you don't, whatever. That's that's a whole that's a whole thing. Okay. Um, let me uh, switch this to news that matter to us. And somehow, why, why, why do this to me? Why? Oh, there we go. Now I got it up. So the first news story is L.A. Noir. Andy, what do you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. Um, Nintendo announced a bunch of nonsense for uh, that's coming to the Switch. And one of the things was L.A. Noir, like the game from 360 and PS3. And then Rockstar also did their own thing 
where they said, yeah, well, Noir is going to come to the Switch and the Xbox One and the PS4 and the Vive for some reason and, and I think PC or something. But they're adding... Um, it's going to have all the DLC included and I guess they're adding Switch-specific controls, which, eh, whatever. I just... Just give me the controller. But I never played this game and I kept meaning to and I kept meaning to and now my... My, uh... What's the word? Not doing it has paid off. I'm, I'm going to play it on the Switch, and I'm excited. It comes out in November, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. They also announced some other cool stuff from the Nintendo, some independent stuff, some small stuff. Um, some big stuff. Yeah, some big stuff. Doom and freaking Wolfenstein 2. Did we not talk? Oh, yeah, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of forgot. That stupid hurricane threw off my 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 clock of news for the show but yeah doom's coming wolfenstein 2's coming they talked some more about uh they talked a lot more about xenoblade 2 mm-hmm. xenoblade chronicles 2 and then mario odyssey yeah they talked some more about mario odyssey coming next month 27th i think 27th to 29th i think Let's, yes yeah i i think it's Hold on, let me look at it real late, quick. Late, late October. It's coming out right before Halloween. 27th, because that's a Friday, and there, there is, and 29th on a Sunday. Actually, both of those I don't days. know, Nintendo likes to release stuff on Sundays. Yeah, so either or. <laughs> One of those yeah, days. I, what are you mo- most excited about, Mario? Uh, just the fact about it kind of look, looking like Mario 64 and Sunshine, or just the new stuff, like being a T-Rex and being... Uh, like turning into your enemies and stuff. I'm just excited for a new Mario game. Like Mario hasn't missed in so long. Mario 64 was great. Uh, Mario Sunshine was way above average. Some people don't think it was great, but I, I think it was pretty great. Mario Galaxy's great. Galaxy 2 is great. Uh, I'm just excited for more of that. They can make Mario Galaxy 3, and I wouldn't care. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. It looks fun. Nintendo puts a lot of uh, effort into these games. And, and Nintendo. More recently, I've tried to be more critical of them, especially after stuff like Star Fox Zero, but I have a lot of faith in Mario Odyssey, so I hope they don't let me down. Do you think they re-release Star Fox Zero? Nah, no reason. Um, Yeah, the the, the direct for the indie stuff was pretty... What else was uh, announced? I know something else big was announced. Was Monster Hunter on there? Oh, there's a Monster Hunter coming to the Switch, I know. Maybe they talk some more about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the whole thing. I kind of... I should have, but I, I picked and chose a bit. I was at work when it was on, so... Well, obviously, L.A. Noir is a big thing, because especially it's coming out for the Switch and VR. That's interesting. And it's a big deal, too, because it shows that Rockstar is making games for the Switch. Since when does... Since when did Rockstar games come out on Nintendo consoles? Almost never, right? I mean, we got Chinatown Wars on the DS... I think that was the last time. Mm-hmm. Do you expect seeing maybe GTA Five on there? I don't know. I think it's too soon for that. I think if it's successful, we'll see more. I think a lot of companies have been like testing the Switch waters, mm-hmm. and as it's been paying off, we've been getting stuff like announcements for for Wolfenstein Two and Doom. Like companies are saying, "Oh, okay, the Switch does sell software. Maybe we will do this." Because you know the Wii U did not sell software. You know what Switch does remind me of gamecube of all these third parties uh they didn't have independence a lot but all these third parties that you can play on the console and then you have the first party 
Like that was great about the GameCube where I could play something like Mario and then also go and play like Medal of Honor or something like that. Like I thought that was cool about the GameCube and I'm starting to get that vibe on the Switch now where I'm like, hey, I can play Mario Rabbids, I can play Mario, I can play Splatoon, but hey, now I can play L.A. Noir, Doom, and Wolfenstein on there. So I saw a really funny tweet about it. It was like, uh, 2015, Nintendo is doomed. 2017, Nintendo has Doom. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's just wonderful because remember when this system got announced, people were like, oh, there's going to be no fucking games for it. Nobody's going to be playing this shit. There's like bad battery life and now all the all these fucking companies are like we're we want games on the system because people are buying it it's yeah, we a, want that money we yeah. want that nintendo money it's a hot commodity all these companies are saying we'll have some of that mm-hmm. and i think skyrim uh being on the switch is kind of like opening the door to all these open world games going yeah that's, on, that's on another it's another sign even Bethesda was like, yeah, we'll do this. And then I think people got excited about it. It's not out yet, clearly, but people got excited about it. So they said, yeah, maybe we'll do the Doom thing. Maybe we'll do that too. Maybe get a little Doom in there. A little Doom in there. Maybe some Fallout. I wouldn't mind some Fallout 4 on there. Yeah, somewhere down the road. Sooner I, rather than later. I saw a news story where they were talking about like certain games you might need multiple uh, memory cards or micro SD cards. Because the game itself is not going to be big enough. I don't know. I've read something along the line that where, where you, you're going to need multiple micro SD, and I was kind of like scared about that. Mm-hmm. Because putting because putting your game in the system is kind of scary at, at first, and me switching out SD cards is going to be even more scary. Because <laughs> you have a micro SD card for your Switch? Yeah, it's already in there. I believe I have a 64 gigabyte one. I do as well. Yeah, because I want to get games. Oh, um, this is relevant. Uh, they put out a demo for Octopath, Octopath Traveler. I always say Octopath. Octopath Traveler. Yeah, I actually downloaded it before the hurricane came, and I thought I was going to play it, but I was ended up watching more movies than playing games in the hotel. Yeah, I mean to start it soon, now that I'm done with Final Fantasy VI. I heard it's like eh, a couple hours long, in fact, which is long for a demo, but I guess when you finish it, you're supposed to give feedback. Nintendo already sent me an email. that was like, hey, what did you think about this demo you just downloaded a day ago that you haven't had time to play? Mm-hmm. So I'm anxious to be like, hey, you should fix this. Keep this. I heard people love it. I heard people are, are saying that it's it's uh, a good JRPG game. Good. Um, so. I, I'm ready to like it. Like I, I love Bravely Default, and people say it's a cross between that and like Saga Frontier, I think I read. Mm-hmm. So, right on. Yeah, um, I need to pay more attention to my Switch, apparently, because, you know, I've been playing PUBG a lot, and now Destiny 2. I need to get back on that Switch uh, grind again. You gotta switch over to the Switch. Yep. I need, I need to finish Zelda. I need to uh, play Mario. I, I think I'm gonna get Mario and Rabbids on Christmas time. I think I'm gonna put that on my list for somebody to get that for me. I got my eyes out. I'd like to pick it up around like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, something like that. Because mm-hmm. I'm doing what you do, where you buy games down the road now. I'm not, yeah. not going to be that guy that's going to buy every game every fucking week anymore. It's a waste of money. Too much money! I agree. And too much backlog. Because I need to finish a lot of games. Yeah. Second story of the night. 
which is already old news, but we'll talk about it anyway. Uh, and we're, the hurricane fucked us up, everyone. We're doing our best. J.J. Yeah. Abrams is going to write and direct Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that, that for a second. Um, I'm excited for it because I'm a big J.J. Abrams fan. Sure. Um, I think his directing is good. The only thing I have to say is his writing. Apparently, he's working with a writer from Superman, Batman vs. Superman. And that has, that has me scared shitless. Yeah. So, um... You know what? I'm starting to think uh, he's writing and directing it, but I'm pretty sure he's getting a lot of input from people over him at Disney. Mm-hmm. Like, after after all this hullabaloo with the Han Solo movie, and then after this this guy departed from Nine because they couldn't work together, and I heard some stuff about... Uh, what's that guy's name? Rian? Ron? Whatever. Uh, the, the Ryan guy. Johnson. There you go. That's him. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you're directing a Star Wars movie, you are being told how to direct a Star Wars movie. Like it's still very much a J.J. Abrams directed piece, but I don't think he's left to his own devices. I think there's people breathing down his neck, and I think some directors don't like that, and that's what's caused this 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 rift in some of the other stuff, and to make him come back because they know he works. They he made him a bunch of money, and he made them a passable Star Wars movie. So. Well, the thing I look at J.J. Abrams is that he took things like Star Trek and Star Wars and kind of brought a little life back into them again because not a lot of people talked about Star Trek until J.J. Abrams kind of remade those films again. Um, There's a lot of people that that would disagree with you on that. Star Trek is a beloved huge series. There's four television series that are all like hundreds of episodes. Well, there's five television series. Four of which are hundreds of episodes long. Well, let me change that. He made it mainstream again. Mm. Because, you know, yeah, you have the, you have the Trekkies and stuff where you have all these TV shows and stuff, but nobody's talking about it on the street. Nobody's talking about it on the internet besides the Trekkies. When J.J. Abrams brought Star Trek, we're like, holy shit, you know, lens flare. <laughs> Star mm-hmm. Trek again. And then, like, nobody knew... That Star Wars would be back. I mean, there's stuff, you know, there's comics, there's video games and stuff. There's like can everything canon, Battlefront, and all that stuff. And after the prequels, people were down and out about Star Wars because of what George Lucas did in the prequels. Like you would never think that there would be another Star Wars movie. And then out of nowhere, J.J. Abrams brought uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. And uh, that's why I like him. And he also did Lost. He um, there's also another show that he did. I think he did Nikita, the TV show. I like him. Okay, I, I don't hate him. I don't love him to death or anything. I think he's done a really good job. Um, the Star Trek movies I enjoy watching. They're a lot of fun, but they're bad at being Star Trek movies. If that makes any sense. But mm-hmm. they're still good movies. They're really entertaining. And and you're right, no one was talking, I'm using air quotes, about Star Trek, and that was the problem. Now I'm using really super sarcastic air quotes. All these movie companies want all the stupid podcaster, blogger, loot crate opening, uh, FYE shopping, trend setting, big nerdy glass wearing idiots talking about their movies, or it's a huge failure. Like, in order to make, in order for a movie to be successful, it has to make a crud load of money nowadays. They can't just make a good Star Trek movie like they used to. It has to be 
this action event of the summer. And that's that's kind of disappointing. But, you know, the movies are entertaining. I saw the first two, and the, I was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, disappointed. They were all right. Well, the thing I hate what happens with J.J. Abrams is that he, he brings back these IPs and all that stuff. And like Star Trek is like he did the first one. He brought that uh that and then other directors did the other Star Trek films. They don't feel like a J.J. Abrams film. And you could tell in a way. I'm kinda scared with um the new Star Wars film being directed by Ryan Johnson, even though I know he's a good director and everything. But mm-hmm. the reason why I liked Star uh wow, Star Wars um episode seven is because J.J. Abrams did it, and you can tell on how he directed and stuff. Like, there's a certain feel to it. Maybe, I don't know, like you said, maybe they have people breathing down these directors' necks where it feels the same universe. Because in in the J.J. Abrams of Star Trek film, the two Star Trek movies that came out felt different, and not in the same universe, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah, so what? What's your overall? Are you excited or are you kind of eh about J.J. Abrams being Episode Nine? Um, I don't know. It may be early to say. I think um, this is a thousand times better than a lot of the alternatives. I think uh, this was a really safe way for them to go. Mm-hmm. What What director would you like to see do a Star Wars film? Uh, David Lynch. (laughs) David Lynch was originally looked at to direct Return of the Jedi, and it would be hilarious if he did it now, but it'd be impossible. It'd be a mess. He wouldn't do it, and you'd have to, like, chain him to the director's chair to get him to finish it, but it would still be funny. Um, Who would I like to see? That is a great question. I have no idea. Would you think Christopher Nolan would do it? Yeah, I think he would do it. It would be interesting because I think the sound would be good. The music would be really fucking loud. I I could tell you that because he always liked loud fucking audio in his films. Um, I think it would look good from a uh, cinematography point of view. You know how he gets those shots where it's perfect and everything. Hmm. I don't know. I think Christopher Nolan would be a good option. Maybe we'll see... Here's another question. Do you think they continue Star Wars? You think we'll have another trilogy oh, yeah. after nine? Yeah, with, without a doubt. There isn't a single iota of doubt in my mind that they're going to continue Star Wars. So you think they're going to milk the shit out of this franchise? Yeah. yeah I, I honestly think the Star Wars, uh, the, the continuation of Star Wars prequels will probably outlive us. Mm hmm. And uh, do you think they're. Or gonna... sequels. I said prequels. That was weird. Yeah. Do you think like they're gonna continue like Kylo Ren and, um, in some capacity, sure. Or do you think like the next trilogy they're gonna have like a whole new cast, kind of like how they did with seven, eight, and nine? I think it's yet to be seen. So far, Star Wars has been about the Skywalkers, and we until we know who Rey, in fact, is related to, it's gonna be hard to tell how closely they're gonna stick with that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all this stuff about her being Obi-Wan's kid or or related back to, to to all kinds of other different characters. And they're all cool ideas, and I hope they do that. Like, it doesn't have to be... George Lucas 
when he wrote the nine thing, it was supposed to be just about the Skywalkers. And I think they know they can't keep that going as long as they want to do it. I think they're going to make some new characters. They can't just make side movies after this. They're going to, it's going to be about Ray for a while and, and, and whatever, uh, all the other new characters. Now here's and they'll, move, they'll move on from that. And now here's another question. We obviously know there, there's probably going to be more Star Wars. Do you do a break after nine, like a five-year gap, or do you keep on doing this yearly kind of thing, like how video games are? I think they should do a break, but I I don't know if they will. I think it would be great if they do this five-year break, but then do like these solo movies and all that stuff. Where Yeah, still give us a solo movie every two or three years. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, the main movies, they should at least have a big break where we're not always used to every year every year or two be like, oh, yeah, new, another Star Wars film is coming out. Because then that could get burned out and then bad writing could happen. All right, moving on from Star Wars. So lately, or t- two weeks, hackers found this game, this golf game on the Switch. I think it's NES Golf. But that's yeah. a, that, that's an actual game, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yes, it's a game. <laughs> okay. I I I never played any golf games on the Nintendo game, uh, the the Nintendo console. Um, but P- hackers found out now you can't do this with your system now because we're hooked up to the internet, and you can't change the time and try to trick the console. But if you get a console now and not hook it up to the internet. Uh, if you go to July 11th um, of 2018, I believe they they're gonna or yeah 2018 they're gonna have a year anniversary of Awada's death, and apparently if you do a motion with the uh, Joy-Con controllers, you know like how he does his hand movements of yeah, I'll show the picture on the stream. But he, he holds his hands like parallel to his face, and then he kind of points his hands down. He did it in a lot of Nintendo Directs, and it, it was just real. It, it was a real Iwata thing to do. Yep. So that signature move that Iwata does apparently will unlock the game on July 11th, and uh, pretty much give tribute to Iwata. I don't know if he was into that game. I don't know why they chose that game. Oh, well, he programmed it. Oh, uh, a long time ago. He before. Like, he actually worked his way up to that position. He didn't just get hired in to, to do that. Um, NES Golf, it has 18 holes in it, and they, they went to a bunch of programmers saying, oh, we want to make a golf game for the NES. We want it to be a launch title in the United States. And blah, blah, blah. Everyone said, no, impossible. Can't put 18 holes on it. There's not enough room on the NES cartridge. But Iwata found a way. He was the one who was like, no, I, I think I can do it. And then he did it. And he was, he was a really good programmer. And he worked on a bunch of other really great games. Like he he had cred, man. He didn't. He wasn't. That, that's why people found him so endearing. Is is he was like a game programmer and a game player, and he ran Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I, I, like what people don't know is that the Japanese like uh, getting to the top, you have to actually work your way to the top. It's not like you can do uh, shortcuts and stuff. And Japanese are really hard workers and stuff. And I think. You know, Awada showed that he was a hard worker because he, just like the Drake song, he, song, he started from the bottom. Now he's here. Um, I thought this was pretty cool that uh, they put this in the system. 
and it's it, it's always amazing how these hackers just find it in there somehow because apparently the game was uh titled flog you know golf backwards and um they they found out about it and i th i think it's a cool meta thing to do uh to tribute an old friend of nintendo you have anything else to add about this Oh no, I think it's cool. I, I I look forward to like it being a more official thing. I want to know more about it. Do you think maybe on July 11th that we will finally get Virtual Console? <laughs> we I I was thinking November, isn't it? I hope it's November. God damn it! It should have been fucking March 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason why I asked is because you have this NES golf game <laughs> unlocked. Maybe you'll unlock Virtual Console in a way. Maybe after you do 18 holes, you'll be like, hey, you like this game? Well, guess what? Now you can't play it again, but you can buy it in the Virtual Console. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I thought that was that was an awesome thing to do, and I can't wait for July 11th to do something like that. Moving on. What else we got here? Got some coming attractions. Let me do the screen, the screeny screen. So not a lot of big games coming out, but I thought this game deserved to be in our coming attractions. Uh, Cuphead is coming out next week on Tuesday. That game looks super cool. And if you have a PC, you can play Windows Live. So um, you don't need an Xbox One in order to play this game. It's going to be on PC. So I thought that was pretty cool. Another reason why I don't know why people are buying Xbox One. If you if you have a good PC, all their games are on a PC, and you can play that way. And I guess if you like third party and you don't want to play PlayStation, you can do that too. Other than that, no other games are coming out. That is there any other games that you think that deserve to be on this list, Andy? I don't know. Gundam's coming soon. Mario's in a month. Mm -hmm. uh... October is a big month because you have the Lord of the Rings game. Uh, Evil Within 2, um, Wolfenstein 2, uh, Mario. There's a bunch of games coming out in October. Yeah, there's a, everyone's holding holding it in. They're, they're edging for October. They don't want to do September. Yeah. Um, well, De I, don't, I don't think they wanted to compete with Destiny 2. I think that was their main thing, and somehow they all pushed together to fight it out in October against Mario for all. Then again, Nintendo didn't really announce when the game was coming out. So, like, when E3 rolled around, it was kind of like a guessing game. But I bet you a lot of them were like, fuck. Yeah, god damn it. Hey, if you're going to release in October or November, that's... You're going to fight something, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because the holidays are around the corner. You have, you know, all those games in October, and then you have Call of Duty coming out in November. So it's gonna be about, it's it's gonna be all about uh, Call of Duty, Wolfenstein, and Mario fighting it out in um, in the holidays, and especially trying to find a Switch to play your Mario on. I hope you do. I hope everybody finds one because Switch is an amazing console. Yeah, you know what? Fuck the SNES Mini. Just ignore that jazz. Buy yourself a Switch. I took my Switch to work today because it was pouring the rain and the parking lot flooded, so I went and got my Switch, and I had a bunch of my coworkers try it, and now they all want one. 
Did you play um oh the fuck is that party game? Once you switch No I we were talking about playing one or two other things, but everyone just took turns playing Sonic Mania. <laughs> that game is so amazing. I still need to beat it. It's the best. So speaking of games, uh let's get in some deals of the week. Andy, you put a humble bundle on there. Yeah, I did. Um Humble bundles are always good. I think we've talked about them on several episodes already, but this one's kind of neat. It's Capcom, Sega, and Atlas games. Um, at the $1 tier, you get uh, Citizens of Earth, which was a pretty cool Atlas published game. The Bionic Commando remake, which it says has mostly positive reviews, but I didn't think that's how that went. Sonic Adventure 2, uh, Xenoclash 2... Rollers of the Realm, which I know nothing about. But then, if you beat the average of 688, you get some good stuff. You get the new um, full motion video uh, Tesla effect, a Tex Murphy adventure game. I downloaded the demo of that, and I really liked it. You get Dead Rising, the first one. You get Resident Evil 4, which is fantastic. You get Sonic Generations, which is fantastic. And you get Renegade Ops, which is a okay twin-stick shooter. That game's all right. Mm-hmm. And if you beat $12, you get Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition and Motorsport Manager. But, bleh, who cares about those? I just wanted, I just wanted to beat the average because I wanted uh, Tex Murphy, Sonic Generations. I own Dead Rising and Resident Evil 4 already and Renegade Ops. Yeah, I don't own Dead Rising anymore because uh, I believe it's an Xbox 360 game and I don't have a PC. So uh-huh. that might be a good deal for me. And I, I always wanted to get Tesla Effect because of the, the uh, FMV stuff. Style of play, yeah, yeah. The game's the game's pretty fun. I think you'll you'll dig it if you want a point and clicky. Mm-hmm. I'm a big point and click uh, fan because of story. So that's awesome. Uh, going from video games to uh, comic books, apparently Amazon is selling like thousands of digital comics for just like a few bucks. Like um, Marvel, okay. yeah, like Marvel graphic novel uh, number five, X Men: God Loves, Man Kills, and all that stuff. 80 cents. Uh, I gotta get a tablet. Was that? I have to get a tablet. I still don't have one. Oh, yeah, because uh, you have Amazon Prime and so do I. And yep. they, they have Comixology and all that stuff. And we actually, and Kindle. So we get this, get some of them for free, actually. Um, I, I know I said 80 cents and it says $1 here. That's obviously because of sales tax and everything. Everything comes out to $1. Uh, you have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, Cosmic Avengers for two. I believe Civil War was like eight dollars. Hold on a second. No, Civil War is three bucks, and that's that's a good read right there, especially if you. Oh, shit, you can get all of the Infinity Gauntlet for two buckaroos. Mm-hmm. World War Hulk, that's a great series. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, that one's a real hoot. A little short. Marvel sixteen oh two, which is fucking genius. I love that comic. Neil Gaiman wrote that. It's great. Mm-hmm. Three bucks. Yeah, I don't know how long this is going uh, for, but I went on there and I, I I might have to buy some comics and put that on my little tablet that I have. Yeah, so if you're into comics, uh, make sure you get these deals. They're pretty awesome. And uh, yep. do, it. do it, do it now. Yeah, so I I believe that's the end of our show. Um, next week we are going to have another movie to talk about. We are going to be watching The Founder, which is on Netflix. It's that Michael Keaton movie about how McDonald's was uh franchise pretty much. 
how they became big and uh, making people fat and all that stuff. Never heard of them. <laughs> um, still, if you noticed throughout the stream and everything, uh, I've been adding a couple of graphics, like the deals of the week, uh, the movie. I've have you know watched this for the month. I also have like a little movie theater. That when I put the movie in the background, like clips and all that stuff, it looks like we're in a movie theater. Uh, slowly, this show is going to evolve into something. It's going to be, uh, I don't know about webcams yet, because I don't have a webcam. But I think this is mostly going to be about audio. I want it to be an audio podcast. Unless we get big and people want to see our ugly faces, I don't know. <laughs> um... Andy, is there any projects? I, I saw that project that you and Zach might be doing. What is that all about? There's new relevant stuff coming out. We're doing it on uh, Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve. Who made that game? Was it Square Enix? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they did. Okay. <laughs> I was 90% sure. I wanted to make 100% sure. It came out on the PS1. Mm-hmm. Great game. Love that game. Um, speaking of Square Enix, I know back to news and everything, but did you see what they announced at Tokyo Game Show? About uh, Left Behind? Oh, yeah. That looked cool. It's got the guy who did the uh, character design for Metal Gear on it. That's really cool. Yeah, and like I, I saw a picture of it, and I didn't know what it was. I'm like, are they making another Metal Gear with Hideo Kojima? Yeah, that, that was my first thought, too. Is this a Metal Gear spinoff? And it's just because it's got that guy's art. He did art design on uh, Zone of the Enders 2. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean to say, like Zone of the Enders 1 and 2, which is getting an HD VR remake thing. Yeah, it's sad that it's on VR. I'd rather have it on like a console. <laughs> I'd rather have a sequel. Mm -hmm. Series is awesome. Um, apparently, Left Behind is a survival game. It's a mech game, too. Um, pretty interesting. I mean, Square Enix is making it, so kind of excited about that. But other than that, all you got was a picture. <laughs> and usually what that really means is that this game is in development and it might come out in two or three years. <laughs> yeah, this exists. Yeah, I hate when they do that. I'd rather have something where it's like, here, here's some gameplay, and it's going to be about a year, not two to three years, because then you forget about it. Mm. I don't know. Maybe mention it like in an article or something. Why don't have it like in a big con or something? Ironically, uh, Hideo Kojima is the worst about that. Yeah, he'll he'll release a movie before he actually get a trailer for the uh, actual gameplay. Oh, and another quick thing, uh, Andy, did you patch your PlayStation Four Rainbow Six Siege yet? Uh, I think so. Apparently people are having problems with that update where it's bricking their PS4. Oh, well, it hasn't done anything yet, so... All right, knock on wood. <laughs> so, everyone, everybody be aware of that. And how is the new update, by the way? I haven't played it. All right, then. So, <laughs> on, on that note, everybody, um, thanks for listening to Episode 8 of Big Trouble in Little Podcasts. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And remember, you people, sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. Later. Mm -hmm.